This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, a topic that continues to be discussed in local horse racing circles is why was the NHL allowed to begin their new season with a start that included two Ontario cities, Ottawa and Toronto, and horse racing in the province continues in a lockdown state. Obviously, this is a situation that continues to fester and has certainly upset the Ontario horse racing community. And on last week's show, we heard from Woodbine CEO Jim Lawson and COSA President Bill O'Donnell, and both openly shared their frustrations to our listeners continuing on this, you could say, touchy topic. On today's show, Sue Leslie, President of the Ontario Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of the province, joined us. The 8BPA of Ontario supports its members and backstretch employees during times of need with financial assistance and with the Woodbine backstretch normally opening in late February, could the start date also be compromised by the current political decisions? We will find out more about this and also get her opinion on the current situation affecting the Ontario horse racing community. Also in today's show, the recent government shutdown of horse racing due to a provincial lockdown has certainly been met with dismay by the standard bread racing community as the economic impact it will have it can be summed up in one word. Major! Many of our listeners are probably not aware of the trickle-down effect that can happen when horses don't race. Namely, you are affecting the livelihoods of the trainers, the drivers, the grooms, and oh yes, did we forget to mention the poor owner who still has to try and pay his bills for the care of his or her horses with no money coming in. One owner who has a large stake in the business is Mike Tanev, whose standard breeds are split several between several trainers within the province shortly. We will be joined by Mike and we will hear from just one owner who has been impacted by the recent provincial government ruling. And finally, well, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting opportunities that tracks racing across North America in our Ponies Picks of the Day. It's going to be a great show, and you better get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty betting action because Larry's hot. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some horse racing news over the week. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert on all things ponies, 
Larry Simpson, who was stirring the pot last week and got a lot of feedback from last week's show, Larry. We did. It, it's uh, kind of a touchy subject, as, as uh, you know, we mentioned last week about the NHL opening and uh, horse racing uh, not being able to, and it's uh, just that old trickle-down effect that there's a lot of people being affected by this. The uh, not just the uh, well, the racetracks, the the owners, uh, and and you know, long term, you've got breeders that are going to be affected as well. So because uh, there's no breeders' awards or, or that that you know, moving forward, so it is. It, it it's kind of a travesty with what, what's going on. Now, the Ontario government did put out a, a, a press release this week, trying to appease the horse racing community and help them whatever way they can. But it, it's a long way from the lost income they're experiencing right now. Well, exactly. I think the, the way that they're going to get this thing settled is just let them get back to racing. Yeah, well, we're not sure when that's going to happen at this rate. Uh, before we get to something about Samsung Farms, an historic uh, breeding farm in the province, you have some news concerning the Queen's Plate in 2021. Yeah, the Queen's Plate, uh, they've got a date for it. It's going to be Sunday, August the 22nd, and I think the uh, they're looking, Woodbine is looking, hopefully by that time that... Uh, the COVID situation will be under control, and there'll be maybe the likelihood of uh, some fans, maybe uh, full fans. You know? Well, I know the province has mentioned, and both the Prime Minister and the Premier, in their conversations, the, the goal to have mass vaccination done by late April, early May. So if this is in late August, you would think they'd have at least some fans allowed in the facility at Woodbine to watch the race. Well, I think that's I think that's why they, they have actually moved it from... Normally, it was traditionally around the June 30th, yes. 1st of July. Now they're going with uh, a latter August. And, uh, you know, this past year, they, they had it in September, and it, it, it worked out well. The, you know, the betting was large through HPI and Dark Horse, but, uh, you know, there was no fans. But uh, part of the Queen's Plate is, is the, a large part of the Queen's Plate is the experience. Well, yeah, people get dressed to the nines. That's right. It's, I mean... It is our Kentucky Derby. It is, and, and you get a lot of people. That's their first taste of horse racing, and you want them to get up close and, and personal with the horses and be able to dress up, like as you say, to the nines. And uh, you know, so hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, they'll be able to uh, do that this year. Now, unfortunately, Larry, all good things do come to an end, and you have some news about the dispersal sale of an historic breeding farm in this province. Samson Farms. Samson Farms is probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, breeding establishments uh, in the country. Uh, they've been going since 1972. Incredible. And, uh, you know, just to give you some figures, horses produced by Samson Farms, they've had 84 Sovereign Award winners, 37 Canadian Classic wins, four Eclipse Award winners, 13 millionaires, 14 grade one winners and 44 graded stakes winners. Unbelievable. From one farm. From one farm, yeah. Well, someone who knows all about breeding and horses and the industry and the effects of what happens when hard times happen is Sue Leslie. Thrilled to be joined by Sue Leslie, the president of the Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario. And considering everything going on right now, Sue, you must be very, very busy. Well, yeah, we're on our toes, that's for sure. There's a lot going on industry-wide. Unbelievable. Well, what I mean, just Every, be, before we get too deep in it, what kind of feedback are you getting from people in the industry? What are their main struggles they're dealing with right now, Sue? I, I think the worst part of it, Larry, is the uncertainty. You know, uh, with the virus right now, um, no one really knows when we can get open. It's not affecting the thoroughbreds right at the moment because, as you know, we don't race in uh, the early part of the winter, but it's, it's certainly 
hurting our thoroughbred brothers and sisters for sure. So I think the uncertainty leads to lack of planning. People don't know whether to buy horses, sell horses, train elsewhere, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's the biggest fear for me is the uncertainty part. So you have some connections, obviously, as a trainer in the past with, with the NHL and that. What was your feeling when the news broke a couple of weeks back that the uh, both the lease and the Senators were going to be able to play in Ontario, yet uh, horse racing is in a lockdown state? Well, I guess I had mixed emotions about it. Um, it, it certainly sent confusing messages, I think, to the public and, of course, to our industry in particular. I obviously am a, a huge hockey fan, and it, it, like I say, the inconsistency, I think, is is a bit baffling. If the uh, powers that be, and God bless them, because they've got an impossible job right now. I mean, they're doomed if they do, and they're doomed if they don't. But I, I think the lack of consistency and being able to explain what their logic is to the people that are invested in our industry is is disturbing. It's disturbing. I think that, and Jim, as you know, I know you've spoken with him uh, several times, and and he's been out front, uh, very public about the conflict on this. And I think if we could have given an explanation that made some sense, it it would have eased a lot of anxiety. Comes back to the uncertainty again. So I guess. Yeah, with that being said, Sue, is uh, contingency plans for you and everyone with the horse racing industry in Ontario, uh, uh, do you have, I guess, some contingency plans if things open up in mid-February where you guys would go from there? Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, we've got various scenarios that we're dealing with. Um, I speak an awful lot with Jessica Buckley, who's the vice president of Standard Bread and Thoroughbred Racing at Woodbine, and matter of fact, her and I had a long conversation this morning. Um, where we look at various scenarios and what the reactions would have to be. We're trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves because, uh, like everyone else, we're monitoring the virus ourselves, and hopefully this lockdown, hopefully, does make a difference, and we're sitting in a different spot a month from now. No one knows the answer to that right now, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, No kidding. And probably you don't know the answer to this either, but I'll ask it, Sue. Uh, <laughs> What's the chances that this lockdown could complicate uh, the start of training at uh, the Woodbine Backstretch? Well, nothing is for sure, as you well know, but my strong feeling is, is that training will proceed. Uh, there's nothing in the order that says we can't train. And, uh, you know, our business is... If, if you take the spectators and owners away, which right now they are away, our business is really outdoors because even the barns, you, you know, we've got to have good ventilation for the horses and that. So I think we, we've shown that we can do it. We've got an excellent record even through the heat of the summer. So I, I really don't see any reason why the government should should prevent us from training. The horses have to train, whether they train at the track or whether they train at a farm. They've got to be fed every day and watered and cared for and mishaps and illness and all that stuff around looking after horses. So really it's kind of irrelevant at what location that happens. So I fully expect and I see no reason why we shouldn't go, go and start training on time as normal. And we've not been advised otherwise. So. 
So we've heard stories of owners and trainers and horses going down to the United States so they could earn a living. Is there any concern from your standpoint, but some of them will stay down there maybe longer than normal because of the uncertainty here in the province of Ontario? Well, yeah, there's great concern. There's concern on that end about temporarily losing horses and owners. There's also concern about permanently losing them. Horse racing from the ownership side is um, very, very expensive. And for the most part, the enjoyable part of it is getting together with family and friends, enjoying a day at the races, enjoying the thrill, which, you know, I think you guys have experienced too, is you really can't describe it until you've owned a horse and it's your horse coming down to the wire. But, but it's, it's all those things that make owning a horse exciting and something to look forward to and participate in. And of course with COVID for the most part, that's been taken away. So, you know, I worry that in, you know, in an owner's mind, how do I justify spending this time of money, this amount of money when I'm not able to enjoy it? So COVID can't get behind us quick enough from the point of view of keeping owners interested in keeping the horses they have and then hopefully, in addition, purchasing uh, new ones. It's, it's a grave concern. Okay. Maybe for our listeners' sake, uh, Sue, uh, what does the HBA of Ontario provide to its members in, in normal times and in COVID times now? Well, we do a lot of, we do a lot of stuff, uh, Jim. We, we, first of all, are the front lines for any problems in the industry to advocate on behalf of owners and trainers and their staff. We run pension plans. We run a medical plan. We have a uh, educational assistance plan. We have benevolence for people who uh, are in financial or health difficulties. We have an employee assistance program that we pay for, pay for on behalf of our members if they need any kind of counseling uh, or any type of mental illness or divorce or financial. We have a, an assistance program that deals with that. Um, we obviously provide all kinds of accounting and clerical assistance to our members. We negotiate with the racetrack purses and race days. We negotiate with AGCO and CPMA uh, in terms of drugs, rules, um, trainers who get themselves into trouble uh, with AGCO on a, for a variety of reasons. We help represent and direct them where they need to go to get the proper representation if we feel it's got to go beyond our capabilities. So we, we've got a hopping organization. We, we, our days are full, and COVID has made them even fuller. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, Sue, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the great work you're doing as the president of the Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association, I think you nailed it saying we can't get COVID behind us fast enough. And that's not just in horse racing, but in life in general in the province. Of uh, yes. Better. Well, thank you for uh, all that you guys are doing, too, to keep uh, horse racing alive and in the eyes of the public. Much well, appreciated. We're just trying to do our best, Sue. Thank you so much for doing this. Much appreciated. Okay. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. When we come back, a concerned standardbred racehorse owner, Mike Tanev, joins us on Pony 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a second. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jim Lang with Larry Simpson. Once again, the major topic of discussion for today's show is what do we have to do to get horse racing up and running again? Mike Tanev is one of thousands of concerned horse people who make up the standard bread community in the province. And he's worried about not only his stake in the game, but the trickle-down effect an extended horse racing lockdown could have on the industry. And Mike joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Mike, welcome to the show. And it's it's a topic that's perfect timing because sometimes I think the politicians and other media forget the trickle-down effect of horse racing in this province. As an owner... You know, you have horses, you want them to race, you want them to make money, because that's the ultimate thing while you're doing it. Right now, when we have a lockdown, um, there's nothing going on except for the bills are accumulating. And um, what's going to happen, in, in my view, is that I can't make money if I don't have money, and I'm not going to be the only one in this case. The trainer's not going to get paid maybe for a week or two later type of thing. Everything's going to go, you know, push back. The groom's aren't going to get paid or laid off. But I think the one thing that people fail to realize is this trickle-down effect goes right down to the horse. And if there's no money to pay everybody, then, you know, theoretically, the, the horses may become neglected and not get enough food, and, and nobody wants that. I mean, uh, I think that's just a big thing that we have to be really concerned about. I need to, to generate some type of income, um, you know, to... to keep racing thriving in Ontario because this is where I live. Now the government as we know allowed the NHL to uh, to open this week and here in Ontario and Ottawa and Toronto now I think you can kind of speak firsthand. You got two kids in the NHL, uh, one playing for Calgary, the other playing with Pittsburgh. Uh, number First question for you was it fair that the NHL was allowed to open and horse racing has kind of taken a back seat? And number two, uh, is there safety protocols in place with the NHL that allowed them to get ahead of everybody else? From my knowledge of what's gone on with the NHL, the NHL has gone to each individual province and said, okay, we need to play in Canada. We're going to have a Canadian division. And they've gone to the government and to the health departments and say, okay, in order for us to play, um, what do you guys need from safety protocols for us to continue to play? And, and this, I think, can go hand-in-hand hand with, with what we should be doing with Wagon, you know, Mohawk, or, or whatever, any of these smaller tracks. The players are getting, my kids are telling me that they are getting tested every day. So, therefore, if there isn't an outbreak of COVID, they're on top of it right away. Now, 
if you relate that to horse racing, which I don't want to, I don't compare the two because one's an apple and one's an orange. Right now, the NHL and the NHLPA obviously have better, you know, negotiators with the Ontario government right now than what we do in WEG. And I think WEG needs to go to the Ontario government and say, okay, since you've allowed them to play, what can we do as an industry to show that we're willing to take the care and concern of the safety protocols of all the people that are going to be involved in the racetrack. And if we can provide a rapid test as people come into the pack, this is what I've been saying for the last week or so, then there's no reason in the world that we should not be racing. Mike, we spoke about this last week. I'm going to ask you this week. Uh, the Standard Brick community in the province has ties to communities all around a lot of small communities and small towns and cities in this province rely on the Standard Brick community what kind of feedback and what kind of information are you getting from MPPs in the province? Unfortunately, from the ownership standpoint, like Bill O'Donnell's involved in COSA, he's the president of COSA. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that I know in the industry that said they've never been able to get a hold of Bill O'Donnell. I've talked to Bill O'Donnell six times in the last six days. I don't have any problem getting a hold of him. He understands the concerns. Um, you know, I'm in the car business as a full-time business, and, and I, I can relate to you know, maybe expressing myself a lot different than some of these other people can. And I'm trying to pass on information that I've got from other different owners onto him um, to get to those MPPs. But unfortunately, like as I said, for me, I'm just one guy. And is anybody else getting the MPPs? I, I haven't got an answer for that. In your opinion, how do we, how do we go about lobbying that? I, I mean, to, to lobby it is obviously to get as many people as possible behind you know but behind it but i think at the end of the day there's one person that's going to have to you know take the ball and run with it and if he needs a guy like me to come with him who you know who owns horses um then that's great and that's jim lawson of way i mean i think that they have to take at wag the approach of the nhl not don't compare us to the nhl as they've always been saying but take the same approach indeed mike as difficult as it is right now to be on the sideline at the same time as a father, it must be pretty darn proud to see two sons, Chris and Brandon, playing in respective teams in the NHL and doing their thing. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, as a parent, if you had kids, I mean, the ultimate dream, uh, first of all, we all love our kids and, and we all want them to get an education and, you know, carry on in life. I mean, fortunately for me, I mean, you know, I do have kids in the NHL. It was a long journey, trust me, because... You know, like anybody who knows me knows the story. Christopher was out of hockey for two years, you know, at 15 and 16, the most critical years of minor hockey. And Brandon was out of hockey from when he was 14 till when he was almost 19. And it wasn't because it wasn't, they weren't good enough, it's because they were too small. You know, everyone wants to say late bloomers, and I, you know, and I say, no, late growers. You know, late, you know, they grew late, and, you know, and, and unfortunately there's always that misnomer of, uh, of everything, but yeah, as as a parent, you, you you couldn't be prouder. And and my ultimate goal was to get them into the United States to get a scholarship. And you know, thankfully, I have a big mouth and knew how to network, and and I got some scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get more of a charge? Of watching them play hockey or watch your horses race? Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, watching my horses race for two minutes uh, gives you that instant rush let's put it that way um you know you you know watching hockey especially christopher was in vancouver for 10 years 
you know, I didn't get to bed till two o'clock every morning when they had a game out west. But I, you know, never miss a game. Like it, it's very, very rare that, that that I, I'm, I'm, I miss a hockey game or, you know, I miss, um, you know, I, I, I miss a horse race tonight. I got to race a horse at the Meadowlands tonight. You know, and 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 she's going to be racing in the middle of a hockey game. But I'll have the hockey game on TV, and I'll have the horse race on the computer. <laughs> that's that's what I call quality parenting, Mike. And just we'll get Brandon to get Sidney Crosby to buy some horses. He'll be okay. Mike, thank you so much for doing this. We greatly appreciate your passion for the game, uh, your insight in helping Standard Bread Racing community in the province. Uh, look forward to this, and all the best in the future. Yeah, I want to commend you guys for actually taking the ball and running with this thing because I think it's very important that you know word gets out. And, you know, if there's more guys like me, you know, that, that, that want to have a voice, you know, at least you guys are going to give it to them. And if you guys need me to, to help out in any other ways, you know, all you got to do is just call me. Consider Thank it. you so much. You're very welcome, Mike. All the best. Take care. Thank you. Have a great one. See you later. Bye. Bye. After the break, Larry Simpson analyzing some thoroughbred racing action today around North America and hopefully providing you a successful betting nugget or two. So make sure that your Dark Horse app and HBI accounts are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Well, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and possible betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies picks of the day? Larry, make us some money. I'm going to try, Jim. I'm going to try. You do well every week. <laughs> Anyways, let's start at uh, sunny Florida, Gulfstream. Let's go to race four. It's a maiden special weight for three-year-olds, one mile on the turf. I like the number two horse, courageously, uh, from Mark Cassie's uh, barn. Uh, this horse raced very well in his first lifetime start last month. He finished third to a horse by the name of Kentucky Farrell, who happened to go on from this race to win the uh, Dania Beach Stakes at uh, Gulfstream. So that makes... Uh, uh, Courageously's race, uh, opener race, uh, referred to as what they call a key race. So hmm. um, he also picks up uh, Paco Lopez today, and Paco has been riding very well, and uh, I think that should help the cause. Uh, so Gulfstream race four, number two, Courageously. Uh, Gulfstream also today is uh, hosting a series of stakes races for Florida breads, and one of them is race eight the Sunshine, Philly, and Mare Turf. Uh, the number four horse, Sun Summers, comes into today's race off a win last out at Aqueduct against Open Company. So there was Kentucky breads, Ontario breads, and not just Florida breads. So uh, this is kind of a, you know, when they race with their own uh, own breed, uh, it, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit easier category for them. So uh, also uh, this horse has won the last two races on the turf, is sent out by trainer Michael Maker, uh, he's winning races by tons lately and picks up Ryder Irad Ortiz. So uh, 
race eight uh, Gulfstream number four Sun Summers should uh, win the uh, Sunshine Ferry Philly and Mare. Anything else? At Santa Anita, uh, race 10 is a nice maiden special weight, uh, uh, six furlongs on the turf. Of course, I like turf races. It's a very competitive field of eight. I like the uh, seven horse. Oh, my G, it's Jessica. I think, oh, my G is, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Short form is, oh, my G, (laughs) OMG. Her first start was a five and a half furlong race on the dirt at Los Alamitos last month, and she showed good speed and just got nailed on the wire and got beat by a head. So... Today she's on the turf, a surface she's actually bred for, and she should be the contentious speed in there, maybe even the lone speed. Uh, she's got good works coming into uh, today's race, so let's go with number seven. Oh, my G. Hey, well, this is definitely another reason why you need to have your dark horse and h by accounts all dial in because of great races like that at Santa Anita and Gulfstream. Anything else? Uh- thinking about or just that's the big ones this uh, today there's there's others but I, let's just concentrate on this. <laughs> let's not get too greedy today. no i will say this <laughs> for jan 16th when we're going on and on about santa anita and Gulfstream, it does make me think that spring i was just actually thinking this yeah warm weather's on the way warm weather's on the way and the pegasus stakes is coming up very shortly at Gulfstream. so oh nice uh, We'll be uh, featuring that on one of our shows. Looking forward to it. As always, thank you, Larry, and thank everyone for joining us in this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 247 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page at lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around with the 105.9 The Region all week and long. I'll be back Monday. The fee with the legend Ann Romer up next. Thanks for listening. Bet wisely. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.